Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Deadly Nutter Butter Podcast. And it is I, your your Lord and Savior, your Christ on the log, uh, John. <laughs> it's a, well, you know, also known as Deadly Nutter, but obviously from the the title of the podcast or whatever is this called. I don't even know what it's called. Deadly Nutter Podcast. It is a dumb name for a podcast. Let's be honest here. I, w- I wish wish. No, I really wish. Maybe one day I'll rebrand to something else. But for right now, this is working for me. I think it's working, at least for right now. Anyways, it's been quite a hot minute since I've, uh, since you've heard, had the pleasure to hear my voice. I know uh, Friday I didn't stream. I know Saturday I didn't stream. Friday I had, uh, uh, I guess, a sort of a date night with the fiance, and then. Wait, did I say Friday or Saturday? Anyways, Friday I had someone of a date night with the fiance. And Saturday I went with my fiance to witness the greatest spectacle on earth. And that was an MMA fight. Amateur MMA fight, mind you. Completely amateur. These guys aren't pro. They're probably looking to be pro. But they weren't pro at the time. And maybe, I don't know if I even flipped yet or not. But still. So I went to my first MMA match. And it was quite interesting long long fucking day by the way it started 5 30 p.m eastern my time and we actually left early but apparently it ended at 1 30 a.m the next day like it was that long there was that there were so many fights i really can't even like i honestly don't really remember many of the fights i mean to be honest i kind of just went like she like my fiance is part of a gym and I, there was like Three of their guys were fighting. Uh, one coach who was doing an actual MMA uh, fight. And the other two were uh, kickboxing. So, you know, it, it was good for the most part. I mean, our, I think one of our guys won. The other guy didn't even get to fight. It was kind of funny because uh, <laughs> the other guy got too scared. Not our guy, but his opponent got too scared to fight. So he uh, left and quit, which was the second uh, opponent not his second. Actually, it was his second opponent. The original opponent didn't want to do it or whatever. And they called in the backup guy. And he's like, nah, man. I'm too scared to do it. And he, he fucked off real quick. But that was the second, I guess, match that had that problem. There was a match way earlier in the day where some guy, he just he decided not to show up for his uh, his fight. And, you know, it, the winner, I mean, it's, it's win by default which is kind of weird. Like you would think it'd be like a no contest thing, but it kind of does make sense that the person that showed up would win. It makes sense, but you know, you didn't really, you didn't really do much, but at least you showed up. So yay for showing up and here, here's your win, I guess. So it's fine. It's whatever. I mean, I'm not part of the sport, so I have, I I like, I have some weird opinions about it and maybe some, Things I think should be done differently, but I have no real knowledge of the sport really to uh, back up my opinions and say, hey, this is the way it should be done because no, nothing like that. But overall, interesting, interesting time. I have seen a couple of matches like on UFC and stuff, but I've never had the chance to really see it up close like uh, like this. Even though it was amateur, there's still a degree of professionalism in these things. And like, like I don't really count the jiu-jitsu matches as being the same league. I mean, jiu-jitsu is definitely a combat sport, 
But at the same time, it's not in the same. It's definitely not the same league as MMA. I mean, MMA is everything at once. It's mixed martial arts fighting. It's jujitsu. It's boxing. It's kickboxing. It's everything you can imagine. It's wrestling even. It, it, MMA is everything you can imagine all in one. So just seeing a jiu-jitsu match and then trying to compare the two is not in the same league at all. It's just, it's way different. The matches are done way, way, way different. And like jiu-jitsu, there's an obvious winner. It's the person that gets, oh, wait, no, I lied. I'm going to be back up here. In jiu-jitsu, they do have, maybe it's one round, one round and it's timed. And it's just the first person, sometimes it's done, it's scored by, uh, it has a score system, so whoever has the highest score, and it's the score is kept by takedowns and different grappling moves, I believe, or different chokes, or however. I, I'm again, sorry, I again, I'm very, very ignorant in this sport, and like I've only gone to a couple, and I've tried to learn my best, and I shouldn't be talking about it. Maybe, maybe I have no authority to be talking about it, but it's on my mind. Anyway, so like. In jiu-jitsu, like you take them down and get points, or you uh, make them tap and you win the match. One of the two. So either you have the most points during the match and you win, or you get your opponent to tap out and you win. And MMA is kind is similar to that, but it, you can either tap them out or knock them out and win the match, or you have overall score and win the match. And it was, I would say it was about pretty even in between uh, knockouts and knockout wins and tap out wins i guess i'll combine the two and uh just point wins i guess because like it was it was interesting because like the opponents okay just the guys fighting in mma now i'm not talking about kickboxing yet because i mean to be i mean the more i i found mma to be more exciting than kickboxing i mean i'll get the differences here in a bit but like in mma uh oh shit i lost my train of thought there Oh no, I hate when this happens, but in MMA, the, uh, oh yeah, that's right. Okay. So like the opponents, the two different guys here, like it was interesting to see the winner and the outcome. Cause there'll be one guy that's really like, I wouldn't say like a bodybuilder type, but he had like a lot of muscle to him toned really well. You know, he looked good. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. I find uh sexiness in all genders, but he looked really good. And then his opponent, same type of weight class, not as well defined in muscle or anything like that. But the, I, 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 I thought that the uh, the muscular guy he would win. Like he just looked like more strength, more athleticism, and he would win. But the other guy, the the basic looking guy, I guess I wouldn't say he had a dad bod, but he had like a muscular dad bod if that's a thing. Uh, he ended up winning, and it, it really does come down to technique, like. It's funny because like you you see certain people out in public sometimes who wear like tap out shirts or affliction shirts and who who are the bodybuilding esque physique and you think they can kick some ass and they they probably could like don't get me wrong like if I went up against one of those uh generic looking dudes I just described they'd probably kick my ass I, I would not doubt it in my mind they have some strength they got whatever but but. When it comes down to in an actual MMA fight, it comes really down to technique and maybe a little bit of luck and maybe some bad luck on there, depending on which end. But really, it does majority of it come down to technique, and it is it is really fascinating. And also, even I get thinking about it, and maybe like all that muscle mass that guy had was more of a hindrance than anything else. Because yeah, he's got he's he's a big dude. He's got some muscle mass in that 
does require more energy to move around and be more, uh, be more, God, what am I trying to say here? Uh, man, wow. Blank on the word here, but be more, I don't I keep thinking durable. The durability has nothing to do with it, but be able to move around quicker. have better agility. There we go. Wow. Have, be more, be more agile in the ring and move around quicker. Cause like the other guy, he was able, I believe he was able to move around a lot quicker and he was able to get some moves on him that the other guy couldn't do because you know, he's just too big to do. Like he just couldn't bend a certain way because he had more muscle density on him. Now, that being said, you know, you don't want to get like, it's almost like a balancing act. You know, you want to be, you don't want to be too big and too muscular to where it's a hindrance, but at the same time, you don't want to be weak and not be able to hit the other opponent as hard as you could or can. It's, it's very interesting. Like it's, it's, it's a good sport. It's a good sport. Like it, there's no doubt about it that this, this type of combat sport takes a lot of training, a lot of training, more training than I probably even think about right now. And like a couple of the guys I met there, they, they definitely do com They definitely do MMA uh, matches all the time. Not all the time, but they, they do do matches quite a bit. And it is, it's interesting. Cause like one guy, he does a lot of uh, jujitsu and that's his main, I guess, fighting style in the ring. Like he does do strikes, but he's not, uh, I don't want to say very good, but he's definitely more in jujitsu than striking. And, you know, and that happens. A, I, I'm figuring that happens a lot with the fighters who or people in MMA. Like they have an area where they're really focused on getting really good at the guy I'm describing. Really good at jujitsu. Another guy he could be facing might be a good striker, better striker than in jujitsu. And it just comes down to what is better at what time? Like, obviously you don't want to be completely awful in one area and completely good in one area. Cause then, you know, you're not going to be able to get out of uh, a person who, who practices jujitsu a lot. You're not going to get out of his grapples very well. But at the same time, if you're not striking very well, you probably don't know how to block certain strikes or get certain strikes that could, I don't know, make the, your opponent weaker and be able to grapple them. So it's just it's really interesting. But aside from the fighters, uh, the crowd, <laughs> the crowd on the other hand was super interesting. Even the town, the town was interesting too. The town was actually like 30 minutes outside of where I live and like 30 minutes. Actually, no, no, no. 10 minutes from where I live outside of 10 minutes where from where I live is basically farm country. And you know, it is basically that we used to have uh, a certain diesel uh, show here and it, it, it attracts a certain crowd. If you, if you're getting one, I'm laying down here, it attracts a certain crowd, kind of rough, but whatever farmer type, you know, Carhartt jackets, jeans, and the, the, I don't even know what boots they are, but they're like the really, they're, they're brown, they're steel toe. They're very typical for this, I don't know, demographic, I guess you can politically say correctly. I don't know. I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm trying to describe of what type of town this, this, the populace was and this is who they were. I mean, they wore the, uh, bright yellow t-shirts. I mean, they're, they're working people, working people who do manual labor. This is the type of crowd that was there. And, and I saw, <laughs> I saw a lot of Trump hats and I saw a lot of shirts that said, fuck your feelings. This is the type of crowd. And it was, 
you know what? Like when I, I, I misjudged him. I thought when I got there, they were going to be rowdy. They were going to be rude, but they weren't. No, again, I didn't like, you know, interact with them a whole lot. The crowd, the or yeah, the spectators. But at the same time, from what I noticed on the outside, they didn't really uh, cause much drama, I guess. They didn't really, because like I used to do event security. I used to see these type of guys and these type of uh, spectators and they would always cause some type of shit there would always be a fight there would always be a yelling match between some guy and some other guy or some guy and a girl a girl a girl or just a shit ton of shit and i was a kind of when i got when i got there i, I got the impression that uh this is what might happen it might happen here and it didn't and that was wrong and uh, it, it might happen some other time but you know i was wrong and they most of the time they were I think they shit talk a little bit too much to uh, an opponent. Like if they have, there were several gyms there. So if like a gym had a guy, a member fighting, obviously they're going to root that guy on and talk a lot of shit to this other guy. But the opponents, the the actual athletes in the ring were very, very sportsmanlike to each other. They, they had, there was much, it looked like much respect in the ring. Like, you know, they always shook hands. They always hugged it out. They congratulated each other. You didn't see that too much in the crowd. The crowd basically shit talk each other. And it was, it, I guess that's a thing in sports. I'm not a sports guy. I don't follow a lot of sports. I don't play a lot of sports. I just go to the gym a lot. And uh, yeah, so just go to the gym a lot. I don't have, I'm not into teams, I guess. And this, it almost seems like at the same time, it seems like a team sport. But at the same time, it seems kind of like a, a lone wolf type of deal. Like, yeah, you're part of a gym. You have a gym mates, obviously, who train with you, who help you with your diet and everything. And then you're in the ring alone and it's all up to you. It's basically as much effort as you put into it, you'll get out of it. But yeah, the crowd, good crowd, good participants. And except, okay, okay, okay. okay. Now I remember, now I remember. Uh, there was one guy, it was actually the first match, <laughs> and he went out. He went out in the first round. He didn't like, okay, the rounds were three minutes. And he went out in the first round. I don't remember how much time he was in there for, but he got, I would, the ref called it a TKO, which is a technical knockout. However, it wasn't like he was laid flat out on the ground. So what ended up happening is this happened a lot of matches. Uh, it happened a lot of matches like the first match, but uh, what ended up happening was the, opponents one of the guys one of the fighter the fighter i guess was just punching him over and over and over in the head and he didn't like lay down he didn't fall down he didn't get like knocked out like you would normally see in like a, a fight but he all of a sudden like he would stop like guarding he slowly started to put his hands down as he's getting like pummeled in the face and that's when you know the ref called it and I guess he didn't like that too much. <laughs> he felt like he had a little more fight in him, and he probably did. But at the same time, I think the ref, and it's probably a good thing, but I think the ref definitely doesn't want people to get fully knocked out, like blacked out, knockout type of deal in this uh, in this sport because that can create a lot of health uh, problems. I mean, we won't get into CTE, but I feel like you kind of want to avoid the CTE in this, uh, in this game. But he called it the guy. I think he got mad. I think because this happened a couple other times in the in the night. But when the, what made his different is the guy that got the TKO or the guy that got knocked out or technically knocked out. He left. He stormed off 
where he walked off the, the stage. And I don't know if he went to go seek like medical attention or whatnot. I didn't get to see that part, but there was several other fighters throughout the night. They got kind of like pummeled like that and then walked out or didn't. And then they didn't walk out. Sorry. And I was like, dude, you take the L it's okay. You, you, there's always going to be one winner and one loser in this sport, obviously. And it, I have a feeling that even though this is like, it feels like a big, like it definitely feels like a big sport, but at the same time, it's probably really small. And when you see or hear, I imagine, I imagine if you see or hear someone doing shit like this, it, it just creates a really bad name for you. And it, it probably makes a really like if he tried to turn pro, which I'm not saying if he would or wouldn't, but if he tried, all of a sudden you have this reputation of being a poor sport and being a little bitch about losing. And, you know, like you don't want to take like, hooray, a loss or anything like that. But at the same time, you don't want to like feel like your opponent didn't deserve the win. You know what I'm saying? Like you just got to be a good sport, I guess. And and that's a fact of life. I don't really know. But uh, yeah. So the, the, the first MMA match, really good. Our guy, okay, okay. Now, 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 here we go. Our guy, or not our guy, but my fiance's Jim's guy. He uh, was a kickboxer. The only other, f- okay, so like I said, three guys. One guy didn't get the fight because the other guy backed out. The other guy was also a kickboxer, and he, I think he went three rounds, and he sent the guy home in a stretcher. And he, I didn't get to see it, and but he probably did. I did get to see some YouTube stuff of a, of his fight or some video, and he, he knocked his world, man. It was like one of those things where, he was able to get past the dude's guard and just start wailing on his face. And yep, yep, send him back. Sent him back. <laughs> it was it was incredible. But sent him home on a stretcher. And that's got to be the hardest loss ever. Because at one moment you're you're gonna you're obviously gonna fight. You're you're either gonna win or you're gonna lose. And if you lose, that sucks. You go home though. You're you're sore. You go to sleep. You eat some pancakes. Whatever. But this guy that lost, he had to be taken home. No, no, he didn't get taken. He had to go to the ho- like not hotel, hospital, and that definitely sucks. Cause here, like I don't know, but is America, so uh, yeah, pay to get healthy <laughs> or get healed. And so now, yeah, he got messed up in the ring. You have to live with that. And now you have this painful and expensive reminder of your hospital bill showing how much damage uh, this other guy did to you. And that's, that's something that's hard to live with. I would feel like, like, damn, this guy rocked my world so bad that I had to pay a hospital bill. That's just, Oh, oof. You know what I mean? That, mm, yeah, it's cool. Either way, <laughs> it's a, it's a big ego moment for that guy that won the match. Guarantee. He, uh, probably big head time, big head. And the other guy that fight, the last guy that fight, that fought he didn't do kickboxing like the other two guys he did an uh, mma match and apparently like he was he was a coach he's actually a coach at the gym my fiance goes to and dude is legit like he has i believe i can't remember i might get those completely wrong but he has like 27 years fighting experience and he's also a coach obviously i said that but he's 27 years of fighting experience he was an arm he served in the military. I don't know if he served in the Marines or Army, but one of those two. And the dude is legit. He 
fucking legit. Like, I got some awesome photographs of him. Unfortunately, he did end up losing, but he, like, the dude didn't go, didn't give up, and he didn't go quietly. Like, it's one of those losses that came down to the score, and he got some good hits, and the other guy some good grapples. Some, I think he took him down maybe once or twice. I don't recall. But the other guy just, you know, just did slightly better than him. And it, it definitely, it sucked for, uh, yeah, it sucked. Sucked to watch because, like, I kind of knew him a little bit through my fiance. But other than that, like, you know, you want to see, like, I was rooting him on simply because, you know, fiance's rooting him. I got to root him on. I know him a little bit. But he he rocked the other guy's world. And he, he got his world pretty much rocked, too. His face, yikes, gnarly looking gnarly gnarly looking he had probably i think it was two black eyes the cuts all around he, he bruised really bad by the end of the night it was it's incredible to see what the body can take at a after you know a quick couple of rounds and it's it just it was crazy I, I actually brought my camera with me and took a several actually several photos of this guy and got some really good photographs of him, and he, he just has that in the in, like in the in the he just has like this this warrior type essence. I know it's kind of like probably cliche in the sport to say, but he definitely had the, this feeling of someone who will not be uh, be brought down easily. Like he he just looked like a titan. He had this titan spirit about him, and like he was definitely gonna put his all into this match no matter what. And he just stared at his opponent the entire time, or at least when he was up and not on the ground with him and grappling on the ground with him but he just had like this look in his eye it was truly incredible and i got a lot of really good photographs of him and it's it's interesting to see like the progression of the wounds after a fight because like he had like the small cut under his eye didn't look like anything major in the in the photograph i took but then by the end of the night i mean his whole side of the face was black and blue he had cuts and bumps everywhere i don't Maybe, I guess, welts is what they're called. But, yeah, the dude definitely looked like he took a beating. But, man, he was still standing around, still standing up with with his uh, family and gym gym mates and just, you know, smiling. Uh, He took the loss well and congratulated his opponent because I think it was a title fight. So he lost, I think he he lost the uh, lightweight, heavy, I'm bad with title, but he lost the lightweight title, whatever it is. And, you know, like he took it well like i think this was his first fight in a couple of years i believe I'm, I'm saying that a lot this podcast aren't i aren't i uh i just don't know what i'm talking about but he he took it well like the dude is a stand-up guy i really like him really like him really good fighter uh was scared the whole time because it is okay 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 that's another thing i keep i always remember these things at the last second but when watching these fights, no matter if it's like just like a UFC on pay-per-view or here, I get like kickboxing. Like I can feel like their hits. It's a weird, it's a strange thing because their hits look like they like hit harder. Like they, they do like they, they look like they do more damage per hit, but MMA, it, it it's kind of weird. It looks like they, they don't hit that hard. Now I'm not saying I would love to be hit by an MMA fighter. Cause, uh, that ain't happening, but it just, it's just kind of weird seeing the difference. Like I think kickboxing, like they're they're since they don't have to worry about grappling, I feel like the kickboxers can definitely throw more and don't have to worry about so much about stamina. Like it's all like, obviously each sport requires stamina, like a great amounts of stamina, 
But with kickboxing, you don't have to worry about, you know, if your opponent takes you down, having to deal with that or taking down an opponent, having to deal with his resistance. You don't have to deal with that uh, energy. So you're, I feel like kickboxing, you're able to let loose a little bit more. But in MMA, you know, you just try to get your strikes in, maybe do a little bit of damage and then get them on the ground, hopefully get them to tap out or whatever. But yeah, it's just like, it's, it was just weird. It was, it was an observation I had. Like, again, I'm not saying, I'm not calling out here for all the people out there who practice MMA to come over and let me see how hard you hit. Cause I, I, I'm pretty sure it would hurt a lot, but at the same time, it definitely looks like the, uh, the kickboxers maybe be able, might be able to hit a little bit harder. I don't know what I'm trying to say. There's no point to that statement. This is, this is an observation that I had. I think though, there was, there was some cringe that I found as an outside person of the sport. There was a little bit of cringe in this whole thing. There was one guy that was walking around. He didn't fight that night, but apparently he fought in other matches prior, and he and he won a, a title. He had a belt and everything, and he would wear it around the venue. And, and I just I just thought that was a little cringe to me, because I mean, again, I'm not part of this sport. I'm not part of the world, so maybe that's normal. But at the same time, it just like it it, it just felt weird. It just felt like. I don't know. Again, like I'm not part of the sport, so I don't know if like other fighters looking at him with envy or with obviously jealousy and envy are the same thing. But like with a hmm, astonishment, maybe, or the looking up to him or something, because I just I got nothing out of it. It's like this dude is wearing an oversized belt that says the title, and that's it. And he was walking. Oh, not that he was wearing shirts and jeans, so he didn't even have like the athletic apparel on he was in regular clothes with this belt and you know like again like where else is he gonna wear it he's not gonna wear it to the walmart or to the target or to the coals or wherever he's not gonna wear it to a restaurant he this is the only place where he could probably show it off and it actually means something but to me it just look it does look weird like dude ooh, okay what do you uh i get it you're you're great at your sport go go put it away or something but again as an outsider looking in to the sport it, it definitely fell off because like anytime i watch a ufc fight with my uh my fiance they, they wear the belts but it's during the match you know it's it's going to the match or walking to the ring that's when they wear the belt this guy was just wearing his belt out in the spectator area in the audience and it just didn't uh it just didn't it just didn't feel right i, I He's trying to make it about himself. I don't know. Again, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm completely wrong on this, but it definitely just felt weird. And I'm not like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a sports guy. So I have no uh, way. I don't, I don't know. Like maybe if I was one, something like that, I would do the same thing in the same type of area. Maybe not. Like I see, like, I guess maybe do, do the football players who win the Super Bowl, do they wear their rings everywhere they go? Maybe, maybe not. I am pretty sure they definitely wear it at events for the Super Bowl. Like, if Super Bowl, like, NFL does, like, a dinner or something or the draft or whatever, they probably wear the ring then. But, you know, it's a ring. It's not as uh, big or as noticeable as the title belt. And eh, there's no point to that statement. It's just, Again, an observation I had. And of course, since my fiance is into the sport, she is also trying to recruit me into the sport as well. Not necessarily UFC or MMA, 
but more uh, along the lines of jujitsu. And I, I, I don't know if I can do it. Like, like it feels like I could, at, but at the same time, like I'm old, <laughs> like I'm old and I'm tired. And, and like, I don't know. I, I, it's hard. It's hard. Cause she's been doing it for three or four years now. And I would just like, I have little, very little experience. That probably doesn't even matter anymore. But way back in the day when I was a, a short, wee little lad, I, I did Taekwondo and I was okay at it. Like I, I try, I did take it seriously at the time. I even won a first place thing in St. Louis a while, like fucking forever ago. I even have the medal of it still somewhere. Actually, I don't know where it's at. So I definitely think I have, I don't want to say what it takes, but I had like, it would be interesting to try. I'll, 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 I'll say that I'll be that honest. It would be interesting to see how well I would do in it, but it'd be at the same, but you know, like there's no way I can compete. There's no way. Like I would be going against people who, obviously have way more experience than me and like at the same time at the same time i i hear this advice you never know you got at least like your first match your first podcast your first video your first stream your first whatever it's going to be bad because it's the first one but at the same time oh i like i'm 27 years old right now i'm turning 28 like it'll take me a couple years to be good and by that time like 30 like no like I, this is one of those things where i i'd be willing to try it but at the same time, I uh, definitely know that time is limited in being, I guess, quote unquote, good, if you want to say. But the uh, her coaches are fucking hysterical at the same time because they all want me to do it because they're like, oh, you got you got to do it with me. You got to try your first. And like I, I get the feeling. I definitely know the feeling. And I'm pretty sure I get anyways, I get the feeling that these guys want me to do it and to uh I guess do the first mat practice or whatever with them because I want to be honest. I, I look like I work out. I'm a bigger type of guy. I got some muscle to me and I feel like they just want to like take me down and take me on or whatever. And it's just like you guys, you're professional fucking fighters. One guy's an MMA fighter who teaches jujitsu so he can kick my ass and take me out. No problem at all. So I don't know what they, uh, I don't know what the big deal is here. I guess they just want the clout to say they took someone of like my size down and made in no time. And I, I, I don't know why, like they're trained athletes. They're, I would, I don't know. I, I see them as top tier athletes in this sport. Obviously Conor McGregor is like people like that are very top tier, but at the same time, they're easy to say like anyone who competes in the UFC is easily seen as top tier but in the amateur area where these guys fight, uh, I don't know anybody. Like, I just see them, and they're really good from what I've seen. So they, I feel like they're, there's not much to gain from uh, taking me down and making me tap out. There's not much because, like, I got no experience in this. And, you know, it, it's definitely be fun to do. Like, what was this one guy? One guy was begging me to do it for some reason. I don't know why. I, I Like, I'll definitely probably do one practice session with them just to get a feel for it but i i don't know if you guys know this or not but my fiance doesn't live with me she lives like an hour and 40 minutes away from me and her gym is really close to her and where she lives so i would have to travel many 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 miles at least an hour and 20 minutes just to get to the gym and this is not worth it this is not worth it 
to drive that long. And again, I could do it like on a Saturday and, but that'd be it. I'd have to drive all the way out there for a couple practice sessions on a Saturday and I couldn't do it during the week. She goes Monday, Wednesday, and sometimes Friday and sometimes Saturday. So she's able to get there a lot more than me and be able to get a lot more practicing. And it's definitely more worth it for her. And I probably will go out one time with her, do a practice session, get my ass handed to me, tap out in like five seconds or whatever, and then call it a day. <laughs> call it an experience to talk about on here. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll call it that right there. Call it experience to be able to talk on here to say, hey, I survived a jiu-jitsu match with uh, a guy with multiple years of experience. And, you know, like there, there's definitely been, again, going way back to what I said earlier about Taekwondo, there's definitely been that moment, I don't want to say regret not keeping up with it, because I definitely feel like, I, like, it was it was a good feeling winning matches. It really was because he went against I, at the time won against some other kid and was able to win. No, no, there's no tapping out at the time, but you know you fight, you get points, you get strikes in a certain area. I forget how they did. I think he had pads, and those pads were hooked up electronically, or they I don't know raised their hand when he got a strike, and that point went towards it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. And it was that I did win a couple, lost a couple, but it felt good winning those those few matches and part of me wishes I kept up with it and like, and weirdly enough, part of me is like, I wonder if there's a gym around here I can join and start doing it again. There are a couple, but you know, it's just like, uh, I would have to like, and it's that it's this moment right now where like you got a full-time job. It's you do that a lot, obviously. And then I go to the gym and I guess that's a good substitute, obviously. But if I do like Taekwondo or any martial arts sport, I would have to stop going to the gym, start doing that again. And it's just like, do I really want to quit going to the gym? Because I put a lot of time and effort into doing what I do. And like there's obvious, I mean, I have a physique that shows that very well. So I don't know. And then like, again, I would have to stop. I would probably have to give this up and I don't want to give up this. This is too much fun for me, even though it's basically just me talking to myself, but I would have to give up this. I have to go up streaming. And it's just like this hard balancing act of finding things that are worth with or worth what little time I have. And, you know, I don't know. It, it definitely feels like I'm sometimes I want to go back to it. I definitely have the desire to compete again in these type of sports, but I don't know if I can, like safely like obviously there's no like as i was stupid to say actually these sports are as safe as they can possibly be but there's a risk obviously like the guy that got carried out by an ambulance that is a risk and it's like shit i can't really afford to do that so uh maybe doing this uh maybe trying this sport maybe not the play for me anymore which kind of sucks but i don't know like it's definitely like it's it's a thing that's been going through my mind lately. Like I want to do it because like I go to the gym a lot, but there's no, there's no reward. Like obviously being healthy is a reward and all that, but there's no other, there's no other aspect to it. Like I'm not competing against anybody. I'm competing against myself, but I, I don't know. Like there's no like 
there's no payoff, I guess. There's no like, hey, look how good you are. You you you've trained all this. You got a you got a trophy. You got a medal. You got a belt. There's none of that in what I do. There's just the constant uh, the constant grind, pretty much. Just the constant grind of doing it over and over and over and over, hoping that it pays off in some kind of capacity. I don't know what the payoff even would be. Like other dudes look at me sometimes, and that's cool. They, I, I feel like they admire my, I don't know, physique maybe, but I just, there's no other indication that what I'm doing and what I'm training is worth anything. It could be worth nothing. I don't know. Like that's what's nice thing about these, uh, about MMA, you know, you got, you got all this training to go into one match and one night and for, I forget, I think it was like three yeah, it was three rounds, three three-minute rounds. So you have maybe 15 minutes total of match time to see if all this training you've done, all this practice, to see if it actually paid off at all. Now, again, it might you might get unlucky and get knocked out or whatever. Might The guy might just get lucky and get a good hit on you. It doesn't mean you did it awful, but if you win, if you win by knockout or you're able to get them, grapple them down and get them to tap out that, that has to be a really good feeling to see your practice and all that training and dieting and exercise to see it all just pay off in such a, such a good way. And I, I miss that feeling. Cause it's like, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Got nothing. I can get likes on Instagram. That's about it. It's like, it's a good, it's a decent substitute, but it's definitely not the best substitute because how many more, like you get like 20 likes or something. What does that mean? It's meaningless. Anybody can get 20 likes on Instagram. Shit. I see kids these days get 30,000 likes. Like no joke. 30,000 likes college students. Fuck me. 30,000 likes on Instagram. That's insane amount. Here I am happy with 20, uh, likes, with me in a tank top, <laughs> like, yay, you know, it's just like, you don't get the, uh, the nice payoff from winning in like a combat sport, like MMA or kickboxing. You don't really get that, uh, just by going to the gym constantly and grinding, I guess is a way you could say, I hate the word grinding though. It's such a bad word. Don't use grinding. Terrible word. I guess this is, that's just kind of my thoughts on me doing this combat sports and getting back into it or trying it again or whatever and you know i don't know i don't know i don't know it, it, it's weird i don't want to say it's weird but it's definitely it's just going through my mind basically but anyways uh new thing switching topics hard switching topics here uh i will be trying definitely not i don't know when i don't know exactly when but one of my viewers told me about trying to do this podcast live on Twitch, trying it out to see how well it does do more interview, obviously interview people who stopped by, just talked about certain topics maybe. And then obviously kick them out to find another viewer or another person who wants to participate in it. I know like I have, it sounds like a good idea. It definitely sounds like a good idea and I probably will try it. It just makes me super nervous because I've never interviewed people. Like, I don't know how to interview people. Like I'm terrible with interviewing people. Like part of my job is to actually interview people and I hate it. I super hate it because my boss is actually really good at coming up with things on the spot and questions on the spot. 
and he's super easy to talk to and he's really approachable and he's able to talk to people and get them to talk back to him. And this is like, he it is a skill that I've never really had. And it's always like, it's weird. Cause like when I do this, I'm really animated. Like, I feel like I'm more animated. Like I talk with my hands a lot. I'm more open. I'm always thinking of things to say, but when it's actual, as an actual person, it's like, I freeze. I don't know what to say. Like, what do I, what do I, what do, what do I go from here? Like most of the time I stay silent and like, they have to talk to me and I talk to them just a little bit, just, just barely enough to get anything. And it's just, I don't know. Like because of that, it feels like if I do this podcast live on Twitch, like, like if I did do it live, let me just say right here, I would record the whole thing, the audio part, and then upload the audio part of the podcast. Anyways, if I did it live, I feel like it would end in a bad train wreck because I don't know how to interview people properly or in a, an engaging manner is what you probably say the best way to say it. I don't know how to get be more engaging to people. Like, it, again, like when I talk to the people, my viewers in chat is it, it, way different than hearing their voice. Like in the chat, it's just a text message that I to help me respond to it, help me talk more. It's just like reading a text message. Probably not the best thing to say or admit to, but it helps me deal with talking and being more talkative and showing more of my personality. So I like, I like the idea of doing it live. It just, you know, like maybe I'm doubting myself too much. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I doubt my abilities too much and it hinders everything. It, it could, but I, I don't know. I, I definitely will uh, try it and we'll see. It probably won't be next week it might be the week after next i'll definitely announce it on twitter without a doubt but i just i don't know like i, I just i just gotta get psyched up for it like I, I like on the way home from the gym i get psyched up for this podcast by seeing kanye west and getting into it and this is weird to say because like no one's live this is not live this is a recording obviously but at the same time it still feels like i need to get hyped up you know i don't want to sound too too drowned out or too boring or whatever you know you have this monotone voice and you would really really fucking hate that wouldn't you so you know you gotta get animated you gotta get into it and i don't know if i can do that live because not only is it live but holy shit you got a fucking camera on me uh don't know how i'm gonna do with that and it, the whole like it's obviously just streaming like i would a video game stream video game but at the same time the the video game distracts the viewer i feel like from the awkwardness that is me live on camera i don't know i'm definitely going to do it though because like what do i got to lose like it goes bad it goes bad i embarrass myself i can't i can't show myself to the millions of other streamers yeah fucking right i'm going to try it out and it could be you know could go well who knows maybe this is a good way to help me practice to actually interview uh people in my actual job it could be a good exercise. That's kind of why I guess I, one of the reasons why I started streaming was just to be able to talk better, not necessarily better in like the way I enunciate words and whatnot or uh, afflictions, afflictions, whatever. But it was just be more open about who I am and my personality. And to be honest, I know my personality. I know that guy. And I don't even want to get to know that guy sometimes. So, you know, eh. Who knows? Like, I think it could go well. It'll go well. I believe it'll go well. I just got to figure out a way to format it. You know, what's a good format for doing a live 
talk show, basically, with complete stranger, strangers. I've listened to, actually, I've been listening to more radio now who invite listeners. And, like, it is probably a really bad example to do that because, like, just regular radio, without a doubt, the people who come across as being real, like, obviously, the real people, but they're actors. There's, they're, they're, just, they're just radio actors pretending or acting to be like regular people who are listening to the radio and calling in. Like, without a doubt, I, I just don't believe at all that these people who are calling into radio stations are actual people. They sound, they sound, they, they, they sound almost real. Like, don't get me wrong, they sound good, they sound like real people, but there's something about them that just throws it off, and I just, I, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And that's what that's what makes me a little apprehensive is because I'm I'll be talking to real people or trying to talk to real people. And there there's not a script for this. There's not I don't have a script yet. I might come up with one. I might just do it on a whim. I might just start and just press go live and put in the title chat with me for a live podcast and see how it goes. But again, you got to make it engaging. I have to make it engaging. I say you, but. I have to make it engaging for a listener because like it can go, it can go really bad. We can just be two boys sitting down. One's live on camera. The other guys is live on discord in a very quiet chat room. That's what, that's my fear. Actually, it could just be dead air for so long and that would be bad. <laughs> so maybe, maybe if I create like a, a, a talking point within the title, like, you know, something about star wars i i super like star wars i feel like i can talk about star wars a lot or at least have someone talk to star wars to me a lot and then we can go back and forth that way because it's something i know it's something i'm familiar with and it's something that's very massive in pop culture so it's very easy to talk about and find people but at the same time like i would hate for i this is gonna sound bad but i would hate for someone to know way more than me about the topic because I'm a big fan of the movies. Love the movies. I'm a big, I'm a fan of the books. I've read a couple of books, but I haven't read all of them. And I'm not super in depth with the books either. So if they come in talking about the books and shit, it's going to be dead air because I don't know. Like, like cool. I read Darth, I could read Darth Bane, the first one and part of the second series or second book in that series. And I just wouldn't be able to offer a whole lot more than what he's able to offer. Like I wouldn't be able to like really open up to what he knows and really show his depth of knowledge in these books because like I know nothing. And if I know nothing, I can't feed him uh, questions to figure out how much more he knows in this subject than I do. And like, again, if that happens, then it's not really my, I mean, it is still my podcast, but it makes me, I don't know. I feel like it would make me look bad, which is probably bad to say. But it's my podcast. I want to look good while at the same time having the other person look good. If I don't look good and he looks good, it's make me look bad. And I don't like looking. <laughs> I don't want to look bad on my own podcast. I can look bad on anyone else's live podcast. But on my podcast, I want to look as good as I can possibly be. And, you know, it is again, the Star Wars is just an example. I can talk about some technology stuff like tell me about your computer setup. We can just talk about tech and whatever. We could talk about the coronavirus. That's pretty fucking topical now. Thank God I do this because else I'd be really fucking screwed. Uh, well, maybe I would be screwed. I go to the gym. There's a lot of people at the gym. 
people sweating, people breathing heavy, I'm screwed probably. If it gets if it gets to where I live, uh, I am definitely one of the first patients getting it. I have a feeling. But again, back to the live podcast. It is definitely a good idea. I like it. I like the idea of doing it. I just don't know how to go about doing it. And maybe that's okay. Maybe maybe it's normal for people who who try anything new, who try to do something new, to not know exactly what to do. And that's just part of it. But at the same time, you know, I'm trying to, I want to build something here. So I feel like I need it to be as good as it can possibly be. Like, I don't want to do those, like do it just to get it out of the way. I want to figure out what can go wrong, what to, I guess, make sure what, what could go wrong doesn't go wrong, but obviously be open to, change and things happening that I wish wouldn't happen on the fly. So adapt to be flexible, I guess is what I'm trying to tell myself when doing this live. And again, I don't know. I don't know what to talk about. I feel like Star Wars would be easy, but at the same time, it could, a lot of people have some very strong feelings in, uh, in Star Wars. Very strong, obviously. It is a series, a saga that is loved and hated very strongly by a lot of people. So, and you know, I don't want, I don't want some, I would definitely, I definitely don't want somebody coming in here and talking mad shit about whatever movie it is, either the prequels or sequels. I just want to talk and have somewhat of civil conversation about just Star Wars. Like it doesn't have to be about what makes Empire great or what made The Last Jedi awful or what made The Last Jedi good. I don't want, I definitely wouldn't say Let's not talk about that, but I definitely want it to be something more than that. Like theories would be cool to talk about, but again, some people have some very strong feelings about theories. So maybe, maybe Star Wars just isn't the play. There's a lot of strong feelings in the play and, and in play here. A lot of strong feelings with Star Wars, with politics. There, it's it's just massive, massive amount of feelings that could uh, turn ugly really quick. And I would hate for that to happen because then it's just like, who's gonna enjoy this? Uh, no one wants to hear uh, someone getting mad about something and shouting and getting emotional and whatnot. And like either from me as a host or from somebody as a guest, no one wants to hear that because it just sounds, sounds bad. Also with the uh, sounding bad and getting emotional, like it could just be complete fucking trolls out there. Let's be honest here. Internet's full of them. And I definitely have this, uh, maybe this stupid fear of somebody coming in and just being a dick, either saying shit or whatnot. I mean, it could go that way. It could definitely go that way. And I have that fear because like, like Twitch ain't going to ban me. They don't even know I exist. I feel like I'd be fine if I had to make sure the clips don't go viral or whatever. Like it wouldn't, but I would delete the VOD and do my best to make sure that none of it actually got out. But it, it, it's just hard because like I want I want it to go well. I don't want to have like a bad experience with it and then feel like I don't want to do it again. I just want I want it to go as well as possible. But yeah, I, I definitely don't want, you know, some troll dude person coming in and saying shit live. That would not be good for me. And they would definitely throw my game off and I would be like, I don't know what to do now. Why am I a failure? But no, it, it, it could be good. It could be good. There's definitely potential in the idea. And I definitely like 
again, this is not my idea. This is from a viewer. This is a viewer saying, maybe you should try this. And I am always open to stuff like that because like, I want to keep this channel. I want to keep myself alive here on Twitch. And if I don't do things new or try things new, I'll fizzle and remain in the, uh, the abyss that I exist in now. So, you know, if you have any, any ideas at all, like you think like anything, you'd be like, Hey, maybe you should try this. And I'd be like, all right, well, we'll see how it goes. I'll think about it. And that's how I'll, I'll do it. I won't say, I won't guarantee I'll do the idea. I won't guarantee I'll play a certain game. I won't guarantee I'll do certain this or certain that, but I will definitely think about doing uh, something because it could be good. Like, I mean, I don't see why I don't see the harm of trying things new here. And again, I'm always, 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 always open to uh, criticism, actual good criticism, construction, construction feedback. I don't know what I say. You know, the good, good criticism, criticism that makes that you you notice that could be improved. Like any, like I feel like people will think of criticism, they think of something bad. Like, and it could be something bad that I'm doing. It could be something bad, but it, you gotta you gotta explain what I'm doing wrong or what somebody's doing wrong and how to improve it. Like, no one learns from just being told what you're doing is wrong or bad. Like if I'm do like if what I'm doing is bad, what can I do to improve it? Or what can be substituted for something better or something like that? Like, you know, you can you gotta have good criticism here. But I'm I am open to it. I don't like obviously I know I'm the uh the broadcaster. I have complete rule in my stream, but I wanna make it I wanna make it enjoyable for you at the same time or for any viewer. I wanna make it enjoyable. And yeah, my, 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 my streams are very laid back. Like I've had people apologize for getting off topic and not talking about the game. Like, what is that? My, my boys, I'm here to talk and that's about it. Like the game is a backdrop. Honestly, the game is a, just a backdrop for why I'm here. I'm just here to talk to people, get to know them. If I see them again, great. If not, Hey, got to learn someone new today, which is better than what I normally do every day of my life so far. Normally I just sit in the office all day and edit photos or video. And then if I have to go out and shoot something, it's, uh, I learn about that person, which I, okay, fair enough, fair enough. But at the same time, that's for work. Like I'm not going to go out of my way to talk to this random person at an interview again. Like I'm just not, that's for work. It doesn't seem very professional in the work environment, but with Twitch, I feel like I can, talk to somebody and I get to know them on a personal level, not like on a business level. And that with that personal level comes something else. It feels like I want to be more connected to them. So yeah. How did I end up here? What was this topic? About? Oh yeah. People saying, you know, sorry for getting off topic and not sticking to whatever game I'm playing. And, and again, yeah, like I said, the game is a backdrop. The game doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter because I want to play it and enjoy it. But at the same time, I want to talk to you, to the viewers. That's the whole point of Twitch. I felt like I was to talk to them, to interact with you guys. And maybe you just want to see me play a game. Cool. Dope. Let me know. Or if you actually want to talk about some shit that's going on in your life, I am always here to listen and maybe give, maybe give some advice. I don't know. Like I feel like sometimes I'm not qualified to give any advice at all. 
But at the same time, maybe I should? I don't know. It's definitely a weird... I've definitely been put in that situation where I don't know if I should say my advice. So I speak what I've experienced that somewhat relates to what they're dealing with. I've spoken in that sort of manner, and which isn't necessarily advice, but it's more uh, attuned to, hey, I've dealt with this as well. You'll get through it. We all get through it. Things will, will be either really great or really bad. I can't guarantee anything, you know? Uh, but yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, that, that is all I really had on topic to discuss for tonight's or today's or whenever you listen to this podcast. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's all I really had to talk about. The normal stuff, well, somewhat normal, nothing about really too much about technology in this one. But yeah, oh man, I have went on this long without a shameless plug of my uh, Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash deadly nut of butter. I'm live right now, singing, probably, toss a coin to your witcher and whatnot. Actually, if you do see me live, I'll probably be playing Star Wars. That game is fucking lit still. Love that game. Still working on getting witcher done. I swear, when I finish it, I will sing toss a coin to your witcher karaoke style, if that's even a thing. I will sing the shit out of that song. It'll be great. I feel like I've been on that game for way too long. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Uh, thank you all, my dear listeners, for listening to this uh, installment of a podcast. My podcast, my live journal, whatever you want to call it. It is actually the 10th episode. Hooray, we made 10 episodes. Good for us. Good for me. Uh, catch me live right now at twitch.tv slash deadlynutabutter. Thank you all again so much for listening in, for listening to me ramble like a madman. I do appreciate it all. I will see you all in my on my channel on twitch.tv slash deadly not a butter i hate ending things anyways uh smoochie boochies